Adam, do you have your jazz hands up? I've got my podcast hands up. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and in three, two, one. Welcome everyone to the Gravity Beard Podcast. We're recording today in Studio A. Thank you as always to our listeners. We appreciate your continued support. Hey everyone, I'm Tofe. I'm joined by my regular co-host, Lord Saunders. How are you, sir? I am fan tazic How are you, sir? I'm great. Well, you know how I know that you're fantastic? How's that? Because it is December. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> this is the Super Bowl, man. That's right. So later this month. So today is the 8th. In just a couple of weeks is your favorite time, your, your favorite day of the year, your favorite occasion of the entire year. That's right. That That is the day that we are leading up to. But you couldn't have such a joyous day without this great buildup of celebration leading up to it. So that, I mean, it's really an all-encompassing holiday. Yeah. So Thanksgiving is behind us. That was terrific. Yep. It was great to see you down in Austin for Thanksgiving. So good having you here, buddy. And we found ourselves in the middle of the most joyous time of the year. <laughs> it really can't be any better than this. <laughs> so I am phenomenal. And so, of course, the, t- the 25th is Christmas Day, but a few days before that, we're going to have our, our company Christmas party, our, our staff meeting Christmas party. Right. A little bit ahead of time, so you're not just back-to-back parties, but not too soon so that it doesn't feel like it's Christmas. Yeah. So, we've got this episode of This Week Today, and then look out a couple weeks from now for our, our last staff meeting of the year, and that'll be our Christmas party. No, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Yeah, and and that's that is a, a meeting that you will lead. You like to lead our and you you came to me last year, and you said, "Hey man, do you mind? You know how much I love Christmas. Do you mind if I lead our staff meeting for at, the, at Christmas time?" And I said, "Of course, I do know how much you love Christmas. Take the reins of your sleigh and <laughs> lead us through this meeting." I mean, somebody has to sit in the chair of cheer. <laughs> somebody does. There's no one that's more qualified to sit in that chair than you. And so I, you. I said, heck yes. It makes all the sense in the world. And so that's going to happen a couple of weeks from today. I'm very much looking forward to it, man. And I appreciate the uh, the freedom to do the show. I, you know, I, I think it's a, a great time of year. I think it's a lot of fun. And like I said before, it's going to be a show for people who are Christmas enthusiasts and Christmas non-enthusiasts as well. It's going to be a great show. That's right. And as we mentioned at the end of our last meeting... You're bringing back what was my favorite part of the show, and that was the Christmas quiz. The Christmas quiz, the, I mean, that trivia segment was, I think, absolutely my favorite part as well. That and the karaoke, but I mean, the Christmas oh, that's quiz right. was, yeah. was so much fun. Well, and this year, just like last year, I'm going to dominate the quiz. Yeah. I mean, you did a great job last year, and this year's only going to be better. That's right. Next! Well, let's get started and look at the calendar of special days so everyone knows. I feel weird saying this in the month of December because you know what to celebrate, but here's a, here's a few other things we would like to advise you to celebrate this week. Absolutely. All right. I will kick things off because today you could pretend to be a time traveler because it's I'm pretend with that. to be a time traveler's day. I'm with that. I mean, Doctor Who all the way, brother. So tomorrow we're going to celebrate National Pastry Day. And because I just moved away from Miami and I miss it, though I love Texas, I'm going to celebrate with dos pastelitos. So definitely celebrating with that. Mm, good for you. 
Well, and let's be honest. Is there a man, woman, or child out in the world anywhere that does not enjoy a delicious pastry? No, not a single person. Unless you can't have bread, in which case, you know, that sucks. But yeah, I agree. All right. Well, on Tuesday is National Lager Day. Now, I'm, I'm not a big beer drinker. You, on the other hand, you love beer. Are you going to celebrate National Lager Day on Tuesday? Absolutely, man. And additionally, I kills for the pills. So I'll be drinking lagers and pilsners all day. <laughs> Good. I'm glad about that. Yeah. So Wednesday is going to bring us to National Noodle Ring Day. Um, this one's open to a lot of interpretation. I'm going to go with pool noodles since we live in Texas. We still have some heat. So National Pool Noodle Ring Day for me. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, Adam, when I saw this note on the calendar, I was very confused. I didn't know what it meant, and therefore I didn't know how to celebrate it. You have now enlightened me. Thank you for that. My pleasure. Absolutely. All right. Well, on Thursday, I'm very excited to announce that it's National Ambrosia Day. And you have a choice. You can celebrate the band or the fruit salad. Now, I'd like, like to recommend... You celebrate both. You listen to Ambrosia while eating a delicious fruit salad. I mean, there's no better combination. And I'm going to celebrate the word Ambrosia itself. It's one of my favorite words. I love the word Ambrosia. (laughs) It's fun to say. (laughs) You know, I didn't even realize that, but Ambrosia. I also enjoy saying it. (laughs) Isn't it neat? Yeah. I mean, even the word and what it means is awesome. So everything about Ambrosia is basically, you know, true to form. So I love it. You know, saying the word ambrosia, Adam, is like a massage for your mouth. It really is. It, and you just feel good saying it. So, yeah. You yeah. And, you, and when you, f- at the end of the word, you, you can't help but end in a smile. You smile <laughs> at the end of the word ambrosia. That's right. And you know what else is ambrosia, Chris? I don't. Cocoa. And tomorrow, on Friday, <laughs> is National Cocoa Day. It sure is. So, not only was that a yes, banging segue, I love cocoa. And the real trick here, folks, is to get a big bulk thing of hot cocoa, quarter cup, Kettle on the stove, water in. Perfect. Marshmallows? Of course. A big freaking handful. Hey, you know who couldn't have executed that segue nearly as well as you did? Keith from the pop-up film cast? That's correct. Yes. Okay. And on Saturday, uh, I've got a couple of things you can celebrate to wrap up a terrific week of celebrations. One is National Alabama Day, and the other is National Monkey Day. Now... I'd like to recommend everyone to combine them and dedicate this day to all the monkeys living in Alabama. (laughs) Hey, I used to live there, so I'm a big fan, but I'm going to change this to National Monkey Bread Day since it's December, and of which I'll be making two monkey breads. So let's do it. So so you're you're saying that the state of Alabama is not overrun by monkeys? Um, No, it is. I just lived there for a while. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I, I love monkey bread, and if you're a fan of the primate of any kind, whether it be orangutans, <laughs> chimpanzees, <laughs> and those primates living in the state of Alabama, do all three. I like Adam's suggestion. I certainly like my own. So eat some monkey bread and dedicate this day to all of the primates living in the state of Alabama. You know, buddy, combining celebrations is what we do on this show. It's what we, we do. do. Yes. Nailed it. Next. With that, let's turn our attention to this week in history. Okay, so you know that history is one of my favorite things on this earth, so I will start us off. And and I'll start us off with, in this week in 1835, the Texan army captures San Antonio. Yeah, it does. What a fun fact. I just moved here near San Antonio. 
That's right. I was going to tell you, you're in the, you're almost in the dead center of the most historical, most significant historical events in Texas history. Yep. I did that on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) I know you did. (laughs) And by the way, in case we haven't mentioned it before in a while on the show, Phil Collins obsessed with the Alamo. I don't blame him. And this week in 1901, the first Nobel Prize was awarded. That's fascinating. I'm with Nobel Peace Prizes. And also on this week in 1915, just six years after the invention of the assembly line, Ford Motor Company builds its one millionth car. Six years after the, uh, the, the assembly line was created. That's crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. Totally nuts. It really is. Well, this week in 1940, uh, this one's for Keith. The Chicago Bears beat the Washington Redskins 73-0 to in, at the time, what was called the NFL Championship Game because this predates the Super Bowl era. Man, I bet it sucked to be a Redskins fan that day. 73-0, to that is an ass-kicking of monumental proportions. <laughs> yeah, that's an epic scope of an ass-kicking. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I don't want to say boot to the hole, but that's what that is. So, <laughs> yes, it was. Flash forward a couple of years. In 1978, the Lufthansa heist at the JFK airport took place, where basically half a dozen masked robbers got away with five million in cash and a million in jewelry. So that translated today is about twenty-one million dollars. Um, wow! It, yeah, it's considered to be one of the greatest heists in U.S. history. And fun factoid was portrayed in the movie Goodfellas. So I I, I love this scene. fact mostly because I get to say the word Lufthansa, which is another fun word to say. But yep. yeah, it's an insane event that happened. I agree. All right. Well, a sad note. Just a couple years later, uh, this week in 1980, that's when John Lennon was shot. Oh, you're always bringing the show down, buddy. I apologize. <laughs> uh, well, you know, uh, some more other good news in 2008. Billionaire conman Bernie Madoff is arrested. So, I mean, hey, get that scumbag out of there. Next. All right, Adam. How about we move on to the news? Yes. Cue that magical jingle, buddy. All right, I have good news for Keith. We only have just one story, but it's a doozy. (sighs) Adam, have you ever been to Outback Steakhouse? Yeah, sure. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you love Outback Steakhouse? You know, it's not bad. I like it a lot. I used to have a lot of my dinners there when I felt sorry for myself after my first divorce. Um, I'd say it's a 7. I like it. Okay, great. So if let's just pretend that you said... um, Hey, Liz, can we go to Outback Steakhouse for dinner tonight? And she said, no, I don't want to go to, I don't want to go there for dinner. How would you respond? I'm going to set the house on fire. (laughs) Wow. Okay. I mean, it's just a seven restaurant, but I want my food when I want it. I understand. So, so when you want Outback, you like really want Outback. Oh yeah. It's like crack. All right. Well, I have a little story that, that actually someone responded kind of similar to the way you did when they were not allowed to go to Outback. Oh, okay. Perfect. So then we have a kindred spirit. That's right. This story is is about a Palm Beach, Florida woman named Dina Seltzer, a 28-year-old woman. 
so she went to her parents and said, hey, I want to go to Outback Steakhouse. And her mother said, no, we're not going to go to Outback Steakhouse. And she flew into a rage. Mm, understandable. Right. <laughs> See, I responded differently. I said, wait, that seems like a disproportionate response. I don't know if you should, if it's such a big deal. You could okay. just go to Outback another time. But huh. in any case, so she, she attacked her mother and her father. <laughs> and and began screaming and even flipped over a what's described as a large heavy glass table. Uh, that's expensive. Yeah, it says smashing it into pieces as well as damaging other pieces of furniture throughout the house. Wow. So basically she she was so angry that she went around the house and started destroying things. Well, that's terrible. <laughs> At one point, Adam, she ripped a 12-inch decorative knife from a wall in the hallway and chased her dad around the house, threatening to kill him with it. Wow. So do you think it was the stake itself or the fact that she wasn't getting her way? I think it was probably the Bloomin' Onion. Oh, the thing is so good. You're right. Right? Yep. Yep, you got it. Eventually, he managed to wrestle the weapon off of her before she was able to cause any more harm. The father called 911 and reported that his daughter was armed with a knife. Although the call cut out and res- responders were not able to make contact again until several minutes later when he answered the phone again. Oh, no. The 911 responder told him to get out of the house, which deputies had set a perimeter around. Again, we're talking about a woman that got upset over not going to Outback Steakhouse. I mean, I can understand the, the feeling, but you don't tear everything up, man. The, but the police showed up and formed a perimeter around their house. <laughs> Moments after he ran out through the front door, his daughter emerged without a weapon, and she was taken into custody without a struggle. Well, thank goodness for that. Well, yeah, because she's dumb, not stupid. <laughs> on, on inspection of the house, deputies did find the decorative knife lying on the kitchen table. Seltzer has been charged with two counts of aggravated assault and battery on a person over 65 years old. It says she was released on bond from Palm Beach County Jail a day after the incident. Although, and I think this is fair, she is required to undergo a undergo a mental health evaluation. And I think this is an important note. And stay away from drugs, alcohol, and weapons. Yeah. Yep, I find that it's interesting that it's court-mandated for that to take place, but I get it. (laughs) So you feel like maybe it's common sense that maybe they shouldn't have to mandate that? Totally. At present, it's not clear whether Seltzer was under the influence of any psychoactive substances during the incident. I think we can make an educated guess. Yeah, Bloomin' Onion, obviously. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) She was not under the influence of a Bloomin' Onion. If not, she wouldn't have gone into a rage. That's true, but I mean, I've never been uh, Bloomin' Onion deprived, so I can't really say... If that was the cause or not. <laughs> good, good point. And I think this is a weird way to end the story. But at the end of the article, the writers, the author of the article, felt, felt it necessary to say this. Outback Steakhouse is a casual dining restaurant that serves American food in over a thousand locations across North and South America, Asia, and Australia. <laughs> you have these little like quick, oh, by the way, in case you didn't know, after the article's over, this is some <laughs> right. stats on the organization. Right. <laughs> Again, we, we discussed this at our staff meeting when we had the story about the uh, San Diego Padres pitcher that they yeah. put the stat, his stats, his personal stats or how the team finished that year at the end of this insane story. That's right. That's right. So because, I mean, they want you to understand what the context is here after you've already heard the whole story. 
Yeah. In case you've never heard of Outback Steakhouse, you know, maybe you need those details to understand why she had such a disproportionate response to not being able to go there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that they just needed that puzzle piece to kind of fit into the whole grand scheme. Sure. No, I understand. (laughs) Well, um, Adam, some really bad news. What? We have another really terrific story to share, but we don't have enough time. Oh, dude. What is the deal? Should have done quick hits, man. Yeah. Yeah. But we promise we will make every possible effort to get to this story at a future episode. Every effort. Adam, why don't we take a quick break and hear from one of our new promotional partners? That would be great. This week's episode is brought to you by Mob Sausage, from the makers of cocktail burgers and white-collar steaks. Hey, you want a sausage on the go, no questions asked? You didn't see nothing. (laughs) Want your pigs in a blanket? No one will miss them. We got only the finest selection of porks from our special suppliers, with secret spices found only in Mama Maria's basement kitchen. These sausages will hit your gut like a pair of cement shoes. So good you'll be sleeping with the fishes. Try Mob Sausage today, located in the alley behind Gino's Laundry in Lausanne. Mob Sausage. Tell them Uncle Vinny sent you. Dude, I don't know about you, but I want some Mob Sausage right now, man. I'm starving. I definitely 100% want some Mob Sausage. No questions asked. I feel like like I'm stepping into something really dangerous by eating mob sausage. Maybe, you know, maybe like some indigestion trouble. <laughs> huh. Yeah. For more information about mob sausage, feel free to check out Weird With You. It's another terrific podcast from the Podfix Network. It can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you clarified that. Podcasts, in case you don't know, are basically an audio program that you can listen to on the go on demand. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. You're welcome. (laughs) And now, it's time for birthdays. Which has a great bed, I'm sure. Why don't I start us off, buddy? Go for it. All right, so today, we're going to celebrate the birthdays of Philip Rivers, who turns 38, Kim Basinger, who turns 66, and Terry Hatcher, who turns 55. Great little group there. All right, well, tomorrow, I don't know if you believe this, but is the 103rd birthday of Kirk Douglas. Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. Wow. Also celebrating birthdays is Dick Butkus, who will be 78, Dame Judi Dench, who will be 85, and John Malkovich, who will be 66. Malkovich, Malkovich, that's pretty cool. So on Tuesday, we've got Bobby Flay, who is awesome. And on Wednesday, we've got Nikki Six, who is metal, and he'll be 61. And we've got, of course, your favorite mine, Most Deaf, who turns 46. Yeah, I'm enjoying the fact that Most Deaf is close to my age. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Most Deaf, as it were. <laughs> Most Deaf. <laughs> On Thursday is the birthday of legendary game show host Bob Barker, who's going to turn 96. Come on down and celebrate your birthday. Friday brings us to another couple cool ones. We've got Jamie Foxx, who turns 52. He's amazing. Dick Van Dyke, always a classic, turns 94, and Steve Buscemi, who turns 62. How old would you have guessed Steve Buscemi is? Uh, there's no way to tell. He's looked, you know, weird for a long time. I <laughs> love him, though. I love him, love him. 
I would have missed his his age by seven or eight years easy. I probably would have put him late 50s, 58 maybe. Yeah, I think it's the same. All right, how about some born this week, but now dead? <laughs> do, do you ever get tired of that clip? I love it every time. No, I love it. Thank you, Clay Groves. All right, born on this day, now dead. Jim Morrison, who died in 1971 at the age of 28. Today, he would have been 76. Could you imagine mm. if Jim Morrison was still alive today and was 76? Jeez, that'd be awesome. And the chairman of the board himself, Frank Sinatra, who died in 1998 at the age of 82. He would be the same age as Kirk Douglas, 103. Yeah, man, the 103 Club, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> there is no such thing as the 103 Club. Are you sure? I'm positive. Hmm. Yeah, it has one member, Kirk Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, old Blue Eyes is in the, you know, up there in the heaven singing out his words, his <laughs> songs, welcoming Kirk Douglas soon. So, no, that would be terrible. That would be because I mean, Kirk Douglas would have died. Well, I know I'm saying yes. Yeah, so he's nearly deceased, Kirk Douglas. No, no. <laughs> just say happy birthday, Kirk Douglas. Oh. Right. Happy birthday, Kirk Douglas. <laughs> He's, you just declared him first dead and then near dead. No, no, I no first, getting first ready. you hoped he was dead and then you declared him near dead. <laughs> well, that's better than being dead. <laughs> I guess. I don't know if you're near dead. That means you're suffering. So maybe maybe dead is better than near dead. Well, yeah. I mean, if you look at pictures of him, <laughs> he looks pretty rough, dude. Looks like he's 103. So maybe that would be a good thing. A simple happy birthday, Adam, will suffice. Happy birthday, Kirk Douglas. <laughs> this is my favorite favorite birthdays ever in the history of our show. <laughs> the magic has happened. Next. All right, Adam. Now that we have birthdays out of the way. Right. That was glorious. I loved it. I have a very fun surprise for you. Yeah? How about, how about we dust it off? And generate some amazing facts. Yes, Queen. I love the amazing fact generator, or the yes. AFG, as we call it here in the back lot. Yes, we do. Now, I don't want to risk taunting the amazing fact generator, upsetting it, but it hasn't been very reliable, but it is out of the shop and it's ready to generate facts. Well, uh, you know, we've had some good success with it recently, so let's. Well, why don't you kick us off? Give us, a, give us a start. Try it out. Okay, I will. Let me just go ahead and hit the button. Oh, this is a very good one. Okay. So editor Bennett Cerf challenged Dr. Seuss to write a book using no more than 50 different words. The result was green eggs and ham. Wow. I do not like them, Sam. I am. All right. Let me do it one more time. All right. Ah, in honor of our new shark turn, Saul Grinberg, I have this amazing fact. Sharks have existed longer than trees. Dude, that fact, I, sharks are amazing, right? Yeah, and they so are. on their own, they I think they probably created the original amazing fact generator because they're amazing. Well, and I'd actually like to encourage our shark turn Saul Grinberg to call in the hotline 321-465-2180 and share with us any any shark experiences that he's had that he'd like to share with the group or even some additional shark facts? Well, I can give you a Saul fact really quickly. And that fact is that on Halloween, 
Saul Grinberg went deep sea diving and carved pumpkins for Halloween underwater. Underwater, yes, he did. I mean, what in the free world? <laughs> Is there anything Saul can't do? Yes, he didn't just go scuba diving. He scuba he did he went scuba diving and carved pumpkins at the bottom of the ocean. Right, which he said was more challenging than probably expected, but I feel like that seems incredibly difficult anyway, so you know, I would I would expect that underwater pumpkin carving would be quite difficult. I can't I mean, dude, the hand sliced off, ten out of ten, guaranteed to happen. <laughs> yeah. Alright, well let me let me give a let me give a shot to the generator. Do you mind? Do it, please. Alright, here we go. Okay, I love eBay facts, and this is one of them. Do you know that the very first item sold on eBay was a broken laser pointer? Wow. God bless the internet, man. <laughs> Somebody paid money for a broken laser pointer on eBay. Yep. Yep. That's that's the magic of eBay, buddy. Do you think either person involved in that transaction knew that it was the very first transaction on eBay? Definitely not. But I love the fact that somebody had the gumption to sell a broken laser pointer and was like, yeah, probably somebody will probably buy it. <laughs> sure. It's America. And then somebody else was like, no, I'll take it. Why not? <laughs> so uh, cool. All right. Well, let me try it again. Here we go. Okay, this one is interesting and funny. It'll make you go, huh. A group of ferrets is called a business. <laughs> How cool is that? I love that. Yeah, me too. I don't know why. I just, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's a business. And now you can give somebody a group of ferrets and call it. Now you're saying you're giving them the business. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that make you want to encounter a group of ferrets so you can use that term? Yes. And just to prove that you know that the term a group of ferrets is called a business like right. a flock of crows is a murder you know exactly and whoever's with you be like huh it's interesting yeah. that you, it's interesting. how did you know that and you're like i listen to gravity beard amazing fact generator strikes again well that was really fun i'm glad yeah we, it's been a long time i'm glad we had a chance to generate some amazing facts me too i i never tire of them so i'm glad we get to do that i don't either next well we've got one more thing that i'd like to do before we wrap up the show are you ready yeah We've done this before, so I'm bringing it back. These are stories from the emergency room, Adam. Yes, these are so great. And I have just one today. Here it is. A patient was admitted with a fence post that had entered his torso just below his ribs and exited just above his opposite shoulder. Oh, that sounds uh, terrible. I'm just going to pause to allow you to visualize Nope. Keep a going. fence post that went in a guy's torso below his ribs and out his opposite shoulder. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine a scenario where that happens. The patient had been in a road accident and collided mm. with the fence. Oh, there you go. That's what he told Luis Davis, the ER nurse, when he arrived fully conscious to the emergency room. Wow. He also told Davis that he felt fine, except... I seem to have a splinter that I think you might need to remove. <laughs> I can't believe that the guy, one, was conscious, and two, had the wherewithal to make that joke. Yeah, I mean, that's that guy's basically a hero, if you ask me. Well, I mean, Adam, I think, I don't know his name, but don't you think it's appropriate that we go ahead and make him the Gravity Beard Listener of the Week? Yes! Yes, absolutely. A million times Yes. <laughs> All right, fence post guy, congratulations. Not only did you survive being impaled by a fence post, you are now the Gravity Beard Listener of the Week. Yeah. Uh, 
I think the Gravity Beard Listener of the Week, as you know, is one of my favorites of all time. <laughs> Me too. I love it. I get a lot of enjoyment out of awarding the Gravity Beard <laughs> Listener of the Week. And it's always so well-deserved, you know? Yeah, always. Next! All right, Adam. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode of This Week Today. Dang it. I know. I know. All right, well, let me just go ahead and finish up with some credits. Yeah. Come join us in our Facebook group. It's called the Gravity Beard Interns. That's where we have serious conversations about the dumbest things ever. You can call us on the hotline if you like. That number is 321-465-2180. We get calls from many, many celebrities, both living and dead, so Mm. no reason why you shouldn't call. Mm. If you enjoy the show, please tell another human about it. Gravity Beard is a proud member of the Podfix Network. To find other great shows consistently creating platinum-level content, go right now to podfixnetwork.wordpress.com or search at Podfix on Twitter. The music from our show is by Silent Partner. Their stuff can be found on the YouTube audio library. For my pal, Lord Saunders, I'm your co-host, Toph. You've been listening to This Week Today on Gravity Beard. It's what your ears will want to be listening to. Later. stop.